It is time for our weekly political panel now. This week we're joined by RNZ's Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch and TVNZ's Deputy Political Editor Mikey Sherman. Uh, kia ora and welcome to both of you. Let's have a little listen in now uh, at the week that was. I swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to our mokopuna, according to Tikanga Māori. I will perform my functions and duties and exercise my powers in accordance with Te Tiriti or Waitangi. The kapahaka theatrics are um, excessive. I suspect that Tabati Māori's real problem is that lacking serious policy solutions, uh, they're in the drama business. This could well be the most shambolic beginning of any government in New Zealand's history. How has he survived when nearly half of his caucus lost their jobs under his leadership? National's decision to wind back the smoke-free Aotearoa agenda is a disgrace to New Zealand as a country. He is actually like an arsonist who, having thrown an accelerant all over the joint and lit the place up, he just simply loiters and hangs around at the scene of the crime. This government has opened the floodgates of hatred towards Māori. We're going to go back to calling our country New Zealand. This coalition presents the last gasp. They start shouting out the easiest cowardice answer, racist. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, well, they are back well and truly, aren't they? Uh, as I said, we are joined by our Radio New Zealand's uh, Deputy Editor, Political Editor Craig McCulloch and TVNZ's Deputy Political Editor Mikey Sherman. Kia ora, guys. Kia ora. Okay, well, let's start with this. I mean, a just a very energised um, movement around the treaty that has been fired up in the initial weeks of this of this government. Are we going to see more of this? Is it going to continue to gather gather steam, Mikey, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think this is just the beginning and that's what protest organisers and iwi leaders have been saying. It's a major warning to the government uh, to be careful on this one. Uh, look, I don't think anyone was expecting to see the numbers that turned out mm. on that Monday across the country. Now, you imagine if they call those people down to Parliament all together, you will get more than that. You could get 10 times more than that and that's not going to go away for the government. It's, it's it's massive, and it's not a great start to the to the opening of Parliament. Yeah, I mean, watch out for Waitangi and, and Rathen the next year. Then the national hui that'll be one to watch. Who turns up there? I mean, it's been framed as this call for unity, and, and, and all are apparently invited. But depending on who turns up, it could actually prove to be quite divisive. Christopher Luxon has said he doesn't think that these protests are going to continue throughout this term. That that his government will deliver for Māori. That Māori will do better under his government than the previous. But I think it's it's wishful thinking to think that these protests are going to go away. The government has pro- proposed a, a significant shift when it comes to a, a whole range of Māori issues and it would it's naive to think that they won't be pushed back. The response from was interesting to watch uh, Winston Peters and Shane Jones push back pretty hard and direct their criticism very clearly at the Māori party. How did you make of that, Mikey? Honestly, I think we're going to see a clash of the titans there between Te Pāti Māori and New Zealand First because we have to remember that Winston Peters and Shane Jones, they are rangatira in Te Ao Māori. Whether you agree with their politics or not, Shane Jones in particular has a depth of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge that is, you could argue, unmatched in Parliament, and particularly when it comes to language. And he made that comment uh, on the bridge. He said, look, if Te Pāti 
obviously Māori is going to use the language as a bullying tool in which, you know, I'm referring now to uh, the calling of uh, King Charles, uh, Ki Ingi Harehare, uh, that there is a bigger bully uh, in Parliament in Matua Shane. And so we are going to see a big, big fight between those two parties this term. Good luck to you. Good luck to Jerry Brownlee as the new speaker. Um, I think just on national, uh, Christopher Luxon, his position so far has basically been to plead for patience basically saying give us more time give us a chance we're only just we've only just got in we're just getting warm they're just getting the seat warm um which is of which is true of course but also it's not like the government's direction is a secret it's been on display the 100 day plan the coalition agreements that is what people are protesting and although it's true the coalition parties they have a mandate for change they campaigned on these changes and they they won the election um these people have a have a right to protest. Uh, they have a right to um, protest the, the 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 election result, as it were, and the direction. And as Chris Hipkins has pointed out, people who voted for National they may not have realised exactly what they were getting once you add in, say, act in New Zealand First policies into the mix. The, the problem for, for Christopher Luxon and, and is that he and Nicola Wister have made very, you know, they want to make the economy number one focus, mm-hmm. inflation, cost of living, and they are now having to deal with a much bigger, d- different issue. Is there any sense that they would give ground on some of the um, areas in, in terms of Māori? I mean, you know, you think back to, say... Uh, Helen Clark and the closing the gaps. Look, he, he doesn't want she backflipped on that. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to be known as a div- divisive or divisive prime minister. He doesn't want his legacy to be one of these nationwide protests, like you say. He wants to be talking about the cost of living and improving people's lives. This is a big problem for National, but also National campaigned on a lot of these changes: the disestablishment of the Maori Health Authority, the end of co-governance, the, the rollback of Tereo bonuses, for example. That's all National policy. So to see movement back from that, I, I think. At this point, I think it's unlikely. If Christopher Luxon wants to regain the narrative and shift the focus back onto the economy, then he really needs to get on top of this issue. Because I agree with what you were saying earlier, Craig, he's been minimising this entire debate. Mm-hmm. And that is that is in some respects quite naive because we saw the numbers out there. We've seen the proclamation from the Māori king calling a nationwide hui. This is going to be a big problem for the government. And Christopher Luxon saying things like, oh, look, we just want to change the government department names, <clears throat> excuse me, so that people can navigate their government better. That is, you know, the least of it. Actually, the treaty bill that ACT is bringing through is the big concern. And yes, I know that on the campaign trail, both New Zealand First and National minimised the referendum. They said it wouldn't be helpful. So the expectation, therefore, is that they wouldn't support it beyond that first reading. But that's not a given. And Māori certainly won't be taking the word of a Prime Minister who has agreed to bring this in. He kind of, I committee. thought he was fairly explicit yesterday in the House on that. I mean, was he? did he misspeak? I mean, he, he basically said in a question... Uh, that, well, it was not that clear as to which bill he was referring to, was it? That that, that, that it wouldn't progress past the select committee stage when he was asked about that, he, the he principles said it, issue. He said it would go no further than select committee, yes, which I think might have been a surprise to ACT because I, I, earlier commitments were that, that you know it would get reconsidered at that point, that it would go to that And point. ACT wants to try and re- convince them to Absolutely. do it, right? And, and it wants to have that public debate and it said it, that the onus will then be on it to convince its coalition partners and the public about that future direction. Look, I think David Seymour probably is right to be surprised by that, um, uh, that statement from Christopher Luxon because, you know, 
know, they're, they're in a coalition. The expectation is, look, mate, at least let me have my day in select committee before you start uh, poo-pooing it all together. Um, but look, if Chris, and I think that's probably a sign that Christopher Luxon is feeling the pressure and he needed to kind of, mm. you know, make us make us position. Can I ask you something, Mikey? Do you think... Is the, is Christopher Luxon needs to go to Waitangi, does he? I mean, is the best approach here to front up to Waitangi, um, you know, even though it may be very volatile and there might be a lot of criticism, but front up and talk? talk to people. Is that going to be received far better than if he doesn't go? Oh, absolutely. There is no option of not going. I mean, it would be bad in terms of strategy for Christopher Luxon. And the thing is, is that he is quite good at talking to people. We saw that on the campaign trail. He, they just need to get their messaging right. If he's coming out yesterday and he's saying, look, it's not going to go beyond select committee, he should have said that on Monday. He could have said that on Tuesday. You know, he's let this narrative and this kind of anger and frustration from Māori build up and build up to the point where you've got the Māori king again calling for a national hui. If Christopher Luxon wanted to deal with that, he could have done that on Monday. He said his intention is to go to Waitangi, but what that actually means in practice uh, isn't clear yet. Will he be there on the actual day, for example? I mean, we saw this year he went up to Waitangi uh, for the day before, but then marked the day itself in Auckland, which is similar to what Bill English did, I think, when he was Prime Minister. And Jacinda Ardern used to go for like almost an entire week leading up to Waitangi. So different approaches for different parties and different times. I I guess Mr Lux is just going to have to decide where he lands. All right, thank you very much, both of you. We're speaking to TVNC Deputy Political Editor Mikey Sherman and RNZ's Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch.